110, maybe, I don't know. Sometimes I say a number and I turn out to be sure. wrong half the time. Maybe it's an episode, episode 110 of The Feminine Critique. I'm Emily. I'm Christine. And what kind of movies are we going to talk about today, Christine? Really uplifting, mm-hmm. lighthearted. Life affirming, you, know, you might even say. Fa- yeah, family friendly. Oh, yes. like... I mean, family is a key of the it's movies true. we're talking about today. Um, uh Yep. Yeah. If you have any kind of sensitivity to pregnant women in peril, this is not the episode for you. Yeah, leave now. Yeah. Chumps. Like, very much. Like, if you're pregnant or uh, just don't like seeing pregnant women go through some really, really, really bad stuff, then we'll see you at episode 111. Uh, because the movies we're talking about are... Um... Inside, which has a French name, Le or something. They're per- beautiful yes, pronunciation. Yes. That's exactly and, how Alex Trebek would say it. And um, Proxy, co-starring Joe Swanberg. Yes, the lovely Joe Swanberg. Uh, <laughs> and again, terrible things happen to pregnant women in these movies. So you have been warned. Uh, we can't get any hate mail because. We don't have a mailing address, so you can't send it anyway. Can't but if send you did, it. we would not um, feel any guilt about it because we have forewarned you at the very beginning bad things to pregnant women. But before that, Christine, what else are we going to talk about? Um, other movies we watch? Yeah, other oh, movies cool. we watch. I get I excited. I get excited because it's October, so we're recording this on October 9th, and I know what you do in October. I do um, lots of horror movies, man. Yeah, and I like to hear what you've watched, and oh, I like to thanks. hear you talk about it. So I Thank want you, you to tell so me, much. what have you been watching um, since we last recorded? Well, it starts off decidedly non-horrific because we decided to not watch anything until October. Oh, okay, so got it. We were, we were like, so let's some keep... September uh, inklings still. Yeah, let's just get some other stuff. There's a ton of them. I'll go through them pretty fast. Um, I did watch the second Hurricane Bianca, which we had talked about. Oh, that's right. Yes, I need to watch. I need to add to my queue. Um, I liked the first one better, but the second one is still really good. And so uh, anybody who is familiar with Drag Race, listen up. If you're not, stop listening because you won't understand what I'm saying. Uh-huh. Anyways, anyways, as you know, Katya's in this one. <gasps> yes. And What's funny to me is because I I find I think Katya is fantastic and I wonderful, yep. but I also find Boy Katya, aka Brian, to be very handsome. Yep, agreed. Um, I I I have never heard Boy Katya speak with a Russian accent before this movie, and I think it's my new thing. It's Ooh. the most attractive thing I've ever heard in my life. That is um, pretty exciting. So yeah, I I was like. I, at one point, I, I had to pause, and I was like, why am I so into Boycotti <laughs> right now? Why am I now? so wet and right now? Like, oh, it's because of this Russian accent thing, because obviously Katya does speak Russian and speak in a Russian mm-hmm. accent occasionally, but not usually 
in the Brian when it's just Brian right, right. being yeah, there's a, difference. a guy. So I thought that was really amusing. But I'd like to hear your take on it, especially yeah. if you thought it upped the ante from the first one or if it kind of fell short in okay. some places. I, I just added it to my queue because I had forgotten to do that last time. So yeah. done. Um, oh, we went to the theater and saw Predator. What did you think of Predator? I have heard almost nothing about Predator. I, I hated it. I know wow. that some people did like it, but um, I, I don't know. I didn't I didn't like it at all. I thought mm-hmm. it was really boring and overlong. And Zach became obsessed with it to the point where I had to tell him to stop talking about it. It was just <laughs> too much. Um, he apparently has read that there's been, like, there, there was a ton of edits and yeah. recuts, and it was super long, and they had to reshoot. And, like, I knew that going in, but it really feels that way. Mm. Like occasionally you're like, like things don't make sense. Like, well, why did they end up there? I don't care about this. I, I don't know. I have heard people say it was so much fun. Stop being so hard on it. I don't know. Maybe it was, but I didn't like it at all. Fair enough. Um, you know what I did like, uh, went to the theater again to see a simple favor. Oh, is, this uh, is the Anna Kendrick movie. Blake Lively yep. one. This sounds like really fun. Uh, I, again, heard very negative things about it. Um, there were some things that weren't awesome, but, like, whatever. I thought it was a lot of fun, and it was it was very, like, Gone Girl in, like, mm-hmm. a weird way. And okay. I don't know. People have said the book sucks and is a mess. I haven't read the book. Um, but... Both of them, like, Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively were really good in it. I mean, I love Anna Kendrick. I think she can do no wrong. Yeah. And I love looking at Blake Lively. Like, she wears clothes really well, and... Oh, this movie is just her being a coat hanger. Yeah, like, that's that's all I need from Blake Lively. Like, if she wants to be good, like, she's good in the shallows. Like, she has it in her to be good, but I think she's one of those actors that, like, you can just put on screen, and she's pretty enough to watch that she can overcome some of her other lack of skills sometimes so i'm into it well she's re- she's really mean in this too and it works for her she does a good job with her it play mean. it's she's so mean like she's like um a caricature of a mean person huh. it's really good interesting so yeah. that's a recommend there just because it's interesting okay um there are like i said it's not perfect um so i've never watched scarface and as like uh, a De Palma um, super fan, you would say, Christine, that's really weird that you've never watched that. Well, I know I know thyself. I've sure. never had any interest in watching it. Um, Zach made me watch it because <laughs> I said, I said, no horror movies. You'll see a theme. No horror movies. And he was like, well, what then? I said, I don't know. So he just started picking stuff that I would have never, ever uh... picked on my own. Um, Scarface is terrible. I've never seen it. It's so stupid. It's beautiful. It's beautifully filmed, and it looks gorgeous. And there, there are just some some parts of it that are just so beautiful. You get sure. lost in looking at it. But then, like, it's stupid, and Al Pacino is <laughs> so annoying in it. And I will fight anybody that that is like, no, it's a, it's a it's a modern classic. Oh, it's a little racist and weird, and I don't like it. I feel like that but. is one of those movies that has um, 
kind of gone down in the estimation of the public in the last like 10 years or so. Like Scarface used to be one of those movies that everybody talked about and everybody like considered, oh yeah, one of one of the American classics. And yeah. I I see more and more whenever it comes up in conversation, people are like, overrated movies, Scarface. So I think you're in yeah. line with like current uh, opinion of that movie. I've never seen it. I mean, it yeah, I, and I never had any desire to like. I gleaned enough mm-hmm. from like because also like the hip hop world really latched onto it quite a bit. Yeah, and I, I can see see why. I just I like I got it. Like I kind of I don't need to sit down and watch it because it's long too. I I know what your movie's about, but like <laughs> I've seen all the memes, that, yeah, I've seen yeah, all the and then, and I know the silly quotes and yep. the guns and stuff, but like I don't know, there's like there ain't a lot of brown people in this movie, and it's mm. about Cubans in Miami. Yeah. Like I, I guess I just maybe if I had watched it 15, 20 years ago, I would have had different feelings. Sure. But eh, look, I, it's okay <laughs> if you like Scarface. I just don't. Um, have I ever watched a movie called Suspect Zero? Oh, the title sounds really familiar, but it also just sounds... Have, have you ever watched it? Zero. Um, 2004? It had Ben Kingsley in it. Is it 2004? Oh, I, I feel like I would remember if it was uh, Aaron Eckhart, Ben Kingsley, Carrie Ann Moss, Harry, Henry, Harry Lennox. It's a really good cast. I have not seen this. I so I didn't think we had seen it either and then we're watching it and both of us at different points were like have we fucking seen this movie <laughs> so I don't know I, it ended and I was like I don't think so but there's some stuff in it so I don't know if, <laughs> was if, it good I thought maybe no not really <laughs> <laughs> so was, good I'm still not sure how many times I've watched it I don't know I could that could have been the third time for all I know interesting um I also watched Tremors 5, which I didn't enjoy. Okay, that's the one that just came out? No, there's okay. another one that just came out. Wow. There. That, this is the, like the this silent is, killer is, of a franchise. I know. It just all of a sudden there was a million of them. Yeah. So this one has Jamie Kennedy okay. in it. And then the newest one also has Jamie Kennedy in it. Well, you but, know, he needs something to do. I, I guess so. Um, we went to the theater and saw Peppermint. What did um, you think of it? It was okay. Mm-hmm. It wasn't great. She was good in it. Not yet. She was fun to watch. Um, but, like, I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't very interesting. Um, then Zach made me watch Bad Boys 1 and 2, which I had never seen. I've never seen that. I've you- seen the other bad boys. I've seen the Sean Penn bad boys, but I've never <laughs> seen the Michael Bay bad boys. Um, well, I have now. I have seen both <laughs> installments. Can you die happy? Um, look... They, there were some funny parts in it, mm-hmm. and Martin Lawrence was actually really funny in them. And I get why people, especially because when they came out, they were they were pretty different. Yeah. Um, now things have happened, and they've become, you know, they're derivative now. Like, yeah. But sure. but they were progenitors of a certain type of action movie, I think. Sure. And Michael Bay does this thing, and it's fine. But I don't know. I'm happy I watched him because there is funny interesting stuff in them the second one i swear was like two and a half hours long very long i remember that i remember when i saw the running time and i was just really really confused but i've i've never i I don't think i'd last through through that long of a running time we had we had to split up the second one it was it's very long gabrielle union's in it though i like her yeah um there is a movie on netflix called extinction 
oh, I think Night of the Living podcast covered this. Oh, really? I'd be curious to hear what they have to say. Um, oh, it was like, I had... also, first of all, it was really, it was a lot like Skyline. <laughs> your favorite movie. So if you're a real your favorite Skyline, franchise, actually. Skyline head like me. There's a lot of things in it that you're like, oh, this is like Skyline. And then it has like a twist or whatever. Yeah, then... they, that's just, they covered this a few weeks ago because I know the twist. And then you're like, oh, well, I wish this had been done a little bit better. Got it. Got it. I feel like I can't be pleased in this list. But then I go to the next movie and I found this movie very pleasing. <laughs> Um, I made Zach rent Uncle Drew. Uncle Drew? This movie. Uh, it just came out. It's um, a basketball movie. Okay. Uh, it's that where all these basketball players dress up to be old people. <gasps> and the the um, plot is that they have to like win a basketball. All these old basketball players. kind of fantastic. It was so good. Shaq is in it? Shaq is in oh, it. Oh, God. Here's my question. Oh, and Tiffany Haddish. Is yep. Does Shaq do product product placement in the movie? No, he doesn't. Oh, that's but weird. Because I'm not used to seeing him not in product placement. So I don't know if you're if you're into naked Shaq, you get that. Um, it was really funny and like it was genuinely funny. I wanted to see it in the theater when it came out. Zach was like, "This looks stupid." I was like, "Yeah, you know, it probably is, but it might be good." And he was like, "No, it looks dumb." And then it came to Redbox, and I was like, "I want to watch this fucking movie." And Nice. I was delighted by it. <laughs> nice. Um, getting getting there. We rewatched all the Matrixes. Okay, I believe they're called matrices when you pluralize uh, them. Ah, yes, yep. All the matrices. Never That's saw right, two and right? three. <laughs> um, it's super interesting, and I will say that our current. It seems like there's always something in our current political sphere that's awful and terrifying <laughs> well, especially now but yeah yeah but like it seems like there's always something you know what i say if you're feeling some sort of way why don't you just watch all of the matrix movies because it's really <laughs> pleasant to not be inundated with white men doing amazing things it's <laughs> just real it's just really great to sit back and like and by the end like carrie Ann moss and keanu are both super androgynous mm, and like yeah. Everything's super awesome, and there are so many, like, non-authoritative white men in it. It's so great. I felt really, like, rejuvenated and relieved after watching this. There, people, and Zach will say, there, people had a big problem with the second and third one. Yeah. And we, and I think, I think it's unfounded. Yes, they're too long. But what, who among sure. us isn't too long of a movie nowadays? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, man. I say everybody watch them again. If you have a problem with the second one, rewatch it and then and, and look into yourself and try to figure out. You are why. the first person to ever make me think I have any desire to watch two and three. Um, they're interesting. Yeah, they're interesting. And so apparently, and I think it's in the third one. So Zach was very dialed into this because he was like really into these movies as they were releasing. Yeah. I wasn't. I so. wasn't, but I had friends who were because it yeah, came out. It, we were in high school when the first one came out. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, it was yeah. big. It was big. I think I saw it, like, I got, I rented it from Blockbuster, I think. Like, I didn't go to the theater. I wasn't, like, into it or anything. I knew they existed for sure. Mm -hmm. But he was saying that in the third one, there's this sex scene, and it's, like, Keanu and Carrie Ann Moss, like, and it's, but it's like a, but it, and he said, oh my God, people hated this sex scene. He kept saying it as we were watching it. Like, wait for this. People fucking hated it. Mm -hmm. And then we see it, and it's really good. Mm. 
it's like super realistic and like everybody's looks great and i said well why did people hate it and he was like oh because people couldn't tell who they were looking at they didn't know they, huh. they were worried that they were looking at keanu and it was and thought right. it was carrying they, and Fascinating. like, yeah. and that it was too sweaty, and there's like, and I, I was like, oh, so it was like a homophobia kind of thing. And he's like, well, that's oversimplifying it, but I think it was just a little bit. Yeah, because too- she's also very, she is an athletic, and yeah. you know, she's not busty. She's no, yeah, presented, and especially in those movies where she's got the short hair and everything going on. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> so I, I just to say, hey, if you didn't like that, that sexy and you're a homophobe again i think is painting with a very broad brush but i think there's something interesting about about maybe how it played then versus maybe how it would play now yeah yeah and and those wachowskis are ahead of their time sure yeah really really ahead of the ball so that's me talking about the matrix movies for too long okay interesting Um, so i went and saw hellfest did you see hellfest i didn't see hellfest but i'm dying to hear what you thought of hellfest I don't know if you know this, but I get really scared at haunted attractions. So does my husband. Yeah, like I get irrational. Like I will kill somebody. <laughs> yeah, I will, I will stab you with my car keys if you come near me. I just I don't like it. I have panic attacks. Yeah. Um, this I, I understand a- it because I live with somebody who has a similar uh, feeling. When we ever go to one. I I really like them, and I just find them fun. Um, I don't get to go to them very often because my husband doesn't like them. Uh, Uh But I feel like this movie, then, is so perfect for somebody like you. Yeah, so I got scared. And Zach said it was stupid, but I was, like, scared the whole time. Nice! Um, It was was scary. Good! I don't know. Those things scare me anyways. I I thought it was a lot of fun. Like, it wasn't reinventing the wheel, but it was... Um, it was fun, and I think everybody should see it. It's not stupid, like, it's not truth or dare stupid. Like, you're not like, ugh, this movie. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, alright, so, Spooktoberween movies. Watched Christine for the first time, didn't like it. Uh, I can't even, I don't even know if I've seen it in its entirety. I've seen bits we, of it. I don't ever remember sitting down and watching it beginning to end. We almost bought it, because, like, I don't know, Zach's in this thing where he really just wants to buy media. Yeah. Like, he goes through these phases, and he was like, well, let's just buy it. And I was like... Well, and sometimes, too, you look and you're like, oh, it's $5 to buy, yeah. or I can rent it for 3 but if I ever want to watch it again, I've, you know, I've paid for it, it you know. yeah. That's exactly where we were. It's not streaming mm-hmm. anywhere. So he was like, well, hold, let, let me just get it from Amazon. And I was like, oh, just rent it. I don't want you to buy it. <laughs> so we, we watched it. I don't think he had ever seen it, at least not as an adult. And I was just like, I'm so glad we didn't, right. we didn't buy this. Because by the end, I was just reading trivia on how many cars they used in the movie. <laughs> how um, many cars were hurt in the making of this movie? Like, there were over 36. And I was like, cool. Let me tell you how they did that shot with the hydraulics. <laughs> now I'm Neither up to the goofs part of IMDb. Nobody was watching it. But I don't know. I just didn't really love it. It I was weird. It. It's like a werewolf movie, which I don't mm, yep. particularly. Nope. I understand what you're saying. Um, I watched Slice, that movie. Do you, have you heard of it? Slice? It's got... <laughs> not not Splice. No, but Slice. Slice. It's about, um, it's a funny-ish movie, and it's about a pizza place that's on, like, a Hellmouth, to Ooh. use Antipas Oh, Hannibal Barras is in this. This looks fun. It was really funny and good. Was it on streaming or no? 
I think we rent. I think we did that for, through like Vudu or something. We okay. rented it through somewhere. Got yeah, it. I don't think it's streaming. Um, I also hated the movie Life Force. Life. Oh, I don't like Life Force either. That's so weird. I would love to talk about yeah, why we don't like Life because Force. everybody. Okay, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase this. Every heterosexual male loves Life Force because it's got a really hot woman walking around buck naked for an hour and a half. I found it really boring. It takes more than that to get me. I don't know. It was boring. It didn't make sense. It was really like, I kept, kept, hey, everybody, let me be a cliche today. I kept yelling that it was misogynistic. It felt really misogynistic. That's all. Yeah. And every, I, I and I'm not saying everybody only loves it because it's a hot naked chick, but every time I'm pretty sure every time you start a thread about that movie, let's say, and some people will jump in and be like, Oh, I really like this movie immediately. Very quickly. It will turn into she's really fucking hot and that's Mm -hmm. fine. She is. And she's naked for the entire movie. I get it. But I have boobs. I can look at them. I don't need to look at it on a boring movie for an hour and a half. It's 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 really boring. It is, right? Oh, I'm so glad you feel that way too. I I had high hopes. Yeah. Like, people I love like, it. And I mean it's Toby to... Hooper, yeah. but I don't get it. I do not get it. Yeah, I thought it was really boring and then it ended up not making a lot of sense. Yep, and then yep. I was just like whatever. <clears throat> um and then the last movie I watched is I was hoping that this would be where I recommend. I had really high oh, hopes no. for this too. It is malevolent currently streaming oh, on yeah, Netflix. Oh, people started talking about it, but you did not care for it, I'm guessing. Hated it. Ooh. It had such an interesting beginning. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is the best movie I'm ever going to watch. And then it turned into, um, I hate this term, air quotes, uh, torture porn. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I was like, oh, this is what, this is what we're doing? Mm. All right. I, I, I hate that I hated it because it was like, really cool for a while and yeah. i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna love this movie it's like set in the 80s okay and it's like kind of like ghost huntery in a way and mm-hmm. i was like this is the best i'm this i am 100 percent this movie's audience and then it, it let me down ah interesting yeah i i saw people started you know whenever people kind of hop on the new netflix release i'm usually yeah. reluctant because more often than not i don't like it uh so i was not eager on that one um, you're the first person I've heard actively, I think, give like a thorough uh, review of it. So we'll see if I actually decide it's worthy of my time. But uh, if you go, if you do it, just go in thinking like I might absolutely hate this. Mm. Do do I mind if I hate this? Got it. All right, that's all you got. What have you been watching? Um, An odd variety, I guess. I'm looking at my list. I'm like, my list doesn't look that long because I guess I was away on vacation um, reading stuff and then also watching a lot of, on Netflix, been doing a lot of TV, watching a lot of Schitt's Creek, which is wonderful. I don't know if you've watched it. I have not. It's, I mean, it's it's, uh, Catherine O'Hara, Eugene Levy. Eugene Levy's son, who's fantastic, and um, another actress who's really great. And it's uh, Chris Elliott's in it, too. And it's just fun and light and sweet Mm -hmm. and good. And then also BoJack Horseman, which I'd never watched and finally got tired of hearing everybody talk about it. So I finally started watching it. And I'm enjoying it quite a bit. And I'm near the end of season three. So still have two seasons left. I haven't watched any of it either, but I'm sure I would enjoy it. Yeah, it's, it's like a lot of shows like that. It takes a couple of episodes to kind of get to where I guess it where 
because I had heard pe- the way people talk about it was like, oh, this is apparently one of the best shows on TV. And the first like five episodes or so just aren't that great. They're they're funny, but they're it doesn't show the show that it would become. Uh, but by the end of the first season, I think it's it gets good, and then it just keeps getting better. So I've been enjoying those. Movie-wise, let's see what we got. Um, I had recorded off of TCM like two years ago and finally decided to watch The Poseidon Adventure. Ooh, I've never seen it. It's fun. I'd never seen it either. Brandon had never seen it. Uh, it is, you know, it's a good two-plus hours, and it is epic and has a star-studded cast and all that. But it's actually, it's good. I would say there was two things that I found really interesting was that the effects are great. Like, it actually really does hold up as far as um, how they do present it. It looks fantastic. Um, and then the other thing, I, as soon as it starts, I'm like, God damn it, there's a kid in this movie, and he's so obnoxious, and I'm so annoyed, because obviously this kid's going to live in the movie. Like, the, you know, this this movie wouldn't have been as the big blockbuster if they killed the kid right away. And spoiler alert, they don't kill the kid, although apparently in the book they do, so I'm totally going to read the book now. But, but with that being said, I was surprised at some of the death, some of the, oh, I didn't think that person was going to die. Oh, oh, that person too. Uh, it is much more, I mean, not, I guess violent is the word, um, darker in some parts than I thought it would be. Uh, the cast is great. Shelley Winters is, I've, I've always loved Shelley Winters, and she she gets her moment in this. So I enjoyed it. I think it's worth watching if you've never seen it. Yeah, maybe I'll actively look for it. Yeah. Uh, on, so I don't know if you know this, but Lifetime did a remake of a little movie that I love, and I think you love too, because I made you watch it. Uh, that movie is The Bad Seed. Oh, yeah. So you did make me watch it. Not only did Lifetime do The Bad Seed, it is starring and directed by Rob Lowe. Okay. In this case, That's it's the dad. There's no mom. It's it's the dad. Uh, and I found this very interesting as I see a name come up in the beginning. Um, and now I hope I have the name right. But I noticed the writer's name. And I'm like, oh, is that the same woman who did... I think, yes, it is. Um, It's written by Barbara Marshall, who wrote Viral, which is a really good, especially well-written little horror movie, and Wish Upon. (laughs) Oh, okay. I I, I tweeted it. I was going to say, I think you had a Twitter conversation with her. (laughs) Um, I I like Wish Upon. I I, I like all of her stuff so far. I, I really liked Wish Upon. I loved Viral. And this, like, you could tell that this probably could have been better if it wasn't made for Lifetime. Like, mm-hmm. you get a sense in there. Like, there's kind of like a lot of underlying things. Like, there's there's um, a babysitter character who's like also kind of a sociopath. You're like, oh, I kind of like what we're doing there. There's this great gag that um, the little girl whose name is not Rhoda, which is very upsetting to me, uh, like is a huge Shirley Temple fan, and that so you're like, oh, of course she is. That makes perfect sense. So I feel like it. It had the potential probably on the page to be better, but then once it was made for Lifetime, it was kind of like, okay, this is a filter we use for Lifetime movies, and, Mm -hmm. you know, we need to have these commercial breaks and everything else. It's still fun. It has a good cast. It's ridiculous. There's, um... (laughs) She uses a wasp's nest to kill her teacher, as you do. Uh, It's over the top. It's, like... It, it's campy. It doesn't go as far as I'd like it to, but mm-hmm. it's still a good time. When it eventually comes on Amazon, it's worth watching. And it, Rob Lowe directed it, He directed said? it. Yes, he did. What 
what's up with Rob Lowe? I love Rob Lowe. I we we started to watch. Do you know he has like a a ghost hunter show a, with his son? With his son, I've never watched it, to, but I know of it. We started to watch it. We watched like I think two episodes. I don't know why we stopped, but like, what is he doing? What's his deal? <laughs> I mean, I think imagine to imagine for a minute. You're Rob Lowe. Yeah, you're what like. I don't know what's Rob Lowe's got to be like, like fifty, early fifties, late forties. You still look sure. like Rob Lowe. You're still Rob Lowe, yeah. You're Rob, like you can kind, like you, you're not getting offered the parts that are going to win the Oscars. You're not getting like the blockbuster uh, movies that you know you, you're going to go to Australia and film for six months. But like you're every day, you're being offered work. Every day you're being offered a new Law and Order episode or a or a new reality show that uh-huh. like I feel like at that point you're so subject to your whim of like what do I feel like right now? Oh, my agent just handed me a script. What is it? The Bad Seed. Oh yeah, I like that. You know, I'd also wonder if I could direct. Oh hey, where can I direct? Probably Lifetime. Yeah, okay, I'm going to star and direct The Bad Seed for Lifetime. I'm Rob Lowe. I can do that. That's what I imagine a day in the life of Rob Lowe is like. Yeah, and then, oh, you know what? My kids want to spend more time with me. Yeah. We should just have a ghost hunting show. Let's just do it by having a TV show. Yeah. That's that's how the Low I family mean, does it. Let's, yeah, good for them, right? Yeah, right. I mean, hey, whatever works for you. Um, I actually went to the theater. Oh, what uh, did you see? I went to see The Nun. Oh, how was it? You know, I think I liked it more than most. Uh, it's not great by any means. It has uh, it has some good jump scares, and I mean that like g- like genuinely like there. And yes, like sure, you could say like oh, so it's a dumb jump scare movie. Well, yeah, to an extent. Like, what were you expecting? Um, but they're done well. I think it looks good. It, it's a really good. It's probably filmed like somewhere in Romania where there's a castle and all that. Yeah. Um, but I was really pissed off. Because the movie ends, and I went to see it with my husband um, and with Jason and Jason's husband, Eddie. And as, like, we're leaving, we start talking about it. And I'm so confident in saying, like, oh, well, because there was, like, so I guess I just didn't understand, like, who uh, Taisa Farmiga was supposed to be. I'm like, well, she was Lorraine Warren as a young woman. Like, she was going to be a nun, but then she doesn't because they, like, and... And I was so confident in this, that, and everybody believed me. They're like, oh, I guess that does make sense. Because I'm like, yeah, why would you cast Thaisa Farmiga in the same cinematic universe as Vera Farmiga if it wasn't, if they weren't playing sisters or the same person? And I, I was so confident that they were the same person, but I think I'm wrong. Yeah, I, I, I think you maybe put this on. Did you? put this on Facebook. I this, might have, because I was I very emotional about it. Maybe it was you, or maybe it was Jason. I don't know. I, I, no, I know. I think it was you, though. And I looked at Zach, and I said, why are these people the way that they are? And he's like, well, it kind of makes sense. And I was like, no, 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 no. Nowhere are we led to believe that this this is the nun. This is the story of the nun. This isn't the story of uh, Vera Farmiga. No, so but... <laughs> Okay. I don't know where you got this from. Well, because, first of all, okay, in the movie, um, Thaisa Farmiga talks about how when she was a kid, she had psychic visions and stuff. So you're like, uh-huh. okay, yeah, just like little Lorraine Warren would have had. And 
it's clear in the movie that like she's gonna be a nun but you're like oh but you know maybe you're not gonna be a nun like there's a hot guy and it's clear that you're kind of attracted to him like so all it's gonna really take like it's obviously not, not gonna be this guy but like in another two years when you meet patrick wilson it's gonna be like you know what maybe i'm not a nun maybe i actually need to get married and, and have this man's baby and have sex so i was so i was thinking that and the timing, like, I wasn't paying that much attention to the years, but I'm like, no, it makes sense, because I think Amityville is supposed to be in, like, the 70s, so by that point, like, this is 20 years earlier, so she's about 17, and, like, it, and nuns, you think about Sister Act, <laughs> this is all I really know about nuns, uh-huh. um, right? Because, like, it's not your real name. Like, if I was a nun, my name wouldn't be Sister Emily, my name would be, like, Sister Mary... Fadalucci Clarence or something. Uh-huh. And so in the movie when her name is like, I don't know, Sister Thaisa, I'm just thinking, oh yeah, that's her name. But then when she decides not to be a nun, she's no longer that. Instead, she goes by her name, Lorraine. I guess I was just wrong. But why would you cast... It, it would be like casting Jeremy London in the same in a sequel to a movie that Jason London was previously in and them not having no relationship whatsoever. I I get what you're saying. I really do get what you're saying about the casting, but I never once thought that they were playing the same character. Well, I'm I'm not saying I was right, but I'm saying I, I was really confident about it. I and I get and I get why I get where that confidence would would grow from. It's just I thought it was a story of the nun. I didn't think it was a story of Lorraine, so I never even considered mm. that it would be about her. Okay, fair. So it's not about her, it's about the nun? I still think it's about her. I'm still, well, <laughs> no, because the nun, quote-unquote, isn't, like, the titular nun is, I think, the demon. Like, I don't think the nun is supposed to be Thaisa Farmiga. I think that's supposed to be the demon, Valchak, yeah, yeah. who takes on the guise of a nun. If that makes sense. No, no, that makes sense. So um, you loved it. <laughs> no, I'm really angry about it now. Zero stars for for mentally confusing me. And I'm like, I'm sure the next movie will explain that like, oh, they are actually sisters or something. I don't know. But I just still maintain it's the same person. And I'm just going with that. Sometimes okay. I have my own do take on do. a movie and I go with it and the world is a better place for it. Uh, okay. Less confusing, maybe, on Amazon Prime felt like a zombie movie there was a zombie movie on there called anger of the dead okay which is a terrible title except i think it's a very clever title because can you get why i think it's a clever title um no okay i'm then i'm gonna tell tell you uh so if you're sorting movies alphabetically it's like oh look we'll come up first or we'll come up really early in a search it's a generic title. It doesn't really mean anything, but whatever. Hey, maybe we'll like bump up because alphabetical uh-huh. So smart for the movie for that. Um, it's not very good. It is. I got really scared because I turned it on, and then I'm watching it. I'm like, okay, this this seems like it's going to be decent production values. And then I saw uh, Uve Bowl as a producer. I was like, oh shit, yep. oh no. And what's weird about this movie? It's a weird zombie movie because it. It's like it wants to ha- be kind of black humor, but it doesn't really know if it wants to do that. Mm-hmm. So it has like a great scene of like, you know, character being really happy and like admitting that this character is in love and all that. And then immediately getting getting bit like, OK, that's like that's kind of funny if you're taking it a certain way. But the movie itself isn't quite 
good enough to kind of maintain that tone throughout. Um, so it's weird because it does some things right. It does some things interestingly. And then it has an ending that is so mean that I ended up being like, I hated this movie and I hated that I watched it. Because mm-hmm. it just ends on such a mean, mean note where you really? take a, a character that you've been with the entire time that, like, you've really come to care about and respect. And, you know, this character, like, you get to a point where, you're like, okay, this is the place for this character to go. And even though things aren't perfect, like, there's a future here. Oh, and now we're going to throw in this other group of characters that we hinted at earlier who are possibly, like, monstrous rapists. I'm not sure. And it, really pissed in the end like i was actively angry at the movie because i'm like that feels like you tacked on a mean ending because you didn't think your movie was interesting enough on its own um huh. yeah it's a long way around to say fuck anger of the dead uh amazon prime everybody amazon prime okay i was gonna ask where you yes. watched it uh okay a few more um two documentaries one was ran and rented from netflix black panthers vanguard of the revolution Mm-hmm. documentary about the Black Panthers. It was okay. What I liked about it um, that I thought was done well is that it, as a documentary, it doesn't, there's nobody telling you what to think or no, no like narrator putting things together. It's purely, here's a bunch of people that were involved, either former Black Panthers or people that were covering it or people that were police officers. And we're just going to let them talk and we're going to let that story progress based on that. Um, so I respected it for that. I, I mean, not the greatest documentary, not the most fascinating, but you learn a little more about the Black Panthers than I, than I knew before. So, mm-hmm. uh, and then I watch, I don't know if you've seen this, I Am Big Bird, the Carol Spinney story. I have not, no, but I would like to let you know that I've waited on Carol Spinney at Applebee's before. <gasps> Was he wonderful? Oh, yeah. Oh, did, did he know that you knew that he was Carol Spinney? We all, yeah, we all knew because it was when I, li- obviously it was li- when I lived in New York or the story wouldn't make any sense, but <laughs> I worked at an Applebee's in Astoria, Queens, and, you know, uh, Silver Cup, not Silver Cup, what is the one right over there? There's a studio right over there where they would film things like, I think they did that one where Howie Mandel opens up suitcases over there. Oh, okay. Um, but, like, also Sesame Street, so, okay. like, we would get a lot of crew and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And occasionally he would come in. Occasionally, yeah. so we knew he. I knew who he was immediately because he was sitting with people who we knew were crew. Right. Like, and I was like, "Wait a second. And then I had to Google, and I was like, "I'm fucking right. That hundred yeah. percent is Big Bird." Nice. <laughs> it, was, it was great. I don't know if I actually waited on him, but I I intentionally ran food out to the table. Like, I have to go and be at the right. table. I have to go spill water on Carol Spinney. I need this story <laughs> to have me in it. That is a pretty good one. Um, it's, it's good. It's, um, you know, I mean, there's an, I don't know that there's, I, I wouldn't say it feels padded. Like it doesn't, he, he seems like a real, like he was a pretty, he is, I mean, he's still alive. He's still working. Is a pretty normal guy. Yeah. So the few bits of conflict that come out, it feels like they kind of latch onto and really lean into, but mm-hmm. it also goes by really quickly. Like there's one period where they're like, yeah, things got really dark for him and we thought he might be suicidal, but they go right past that so quickly that you're like, did they really? Or cause it, it seems like that would have been more of the movie if that was the case. Um, yeah. but it's really sweet. Like 
you know, he, he, I think by all means is a good person who seems to really care about Big Bird and hearing him talk about it's great. Uh, there's so much that like you, I think will get very like oh, about because you, you know, they're showing Kermit before he was Kermit and they're showing like mm-hmm. all of that. And, you know, you have Frank Oz as a talking head and, oh fuck, you get to, um, they obviously are going to talk about Jim Henson's death. And it is really, I mean, both Brandon and I were audibly tearing. They show the parts of the funeral. They show when Big Bird comes out and sings, it's not easy being green, which he's saying. Yeah, exactly. So it's, you know, I mean, it is sweet and it is pretty light, but it's also emotional if you have that connection, which I know you do to Mm -hmm. do all of that. So, uh, yes, that's that. Uh, okay, I have a few more. Um, I watched the commentary for, because I was cleaning. Which I do it, like, every now and then. Uh, I was cleaning, so I turned on Get Out and turned the commentary oh, on. Oh, we just bought that. Nice. I thought we had it, and yeah. then we just bought it, because we didn't. <laughs> That's my story. <laughs> it's that wonderful. How um, was the commentary? It was great. It's just Jordan Peele talking and saying a lot of things that I... Um, kind of gathered or kind of had picked up on, but it's fun to hear him talk about it. Some, he's one of those, like, again, clearly comes across as a very, like, nice guy who respects the people he works with and mm-hmm. and respects the things that have inspired him. So he is constantly... And that's something I've really liked about him when I've read interviews is he seems very... Um, it's important to him to say, sure, I did this, but, you know, Stepford Wives was my main inspiration or, you know, this and this, that he's actively pointing out to you so that you think so that maybe y'all go and rent these movies that yeah. he's talking about. So uh, nice, nice listen. And I think it's still a great movie and it holds up on second viewing, certainly. Uh, OK. Ooh, this one's exciting. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, you talked about a movie that you watched. Yeah. That you like rented, I think, from your video store. And I was like, this sounds like I kind of have to watch it. And you said, yes, you do have to watch it. And that movie was Possession. Which one? Wait, what movie is that? Sarah Michelle Gellar. Ah! And Lee Pace. (laughs) That movie, that's so confusing. This movie's amazing. It's a weird movie, huh? You And the best is, like, you didn't say much about it. You're like, you just have to see it. It's just weird. It's crazy. And holy shit, this movie is so great. Um, it's weird, right? It's so weird. So Sharon, it's you know what's great too about it is it's kind of like a nightmare lifetime movie in a way. Yeah. Because it opens with Sarah Michelle Gellar is like this workaholic lawyer, and her husband is awful. I hated her husband because yeah. he's like, I left you, and he 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 like he leaves her notes everywhere, and he's like, she comes home and he has like hand carved her a new couch and baked her a cake and hand woven her a new present and you're like oh my god dude do you have, do you have a job like yeah, do something out. else with your day and then and then it makes no sense him and lee pace get into a car accident like a psychic car accident which yeah. makes, like how did they crash into each other on the bridge i don't know but they do and now she gets the wondrousness of her husband in the body of lee pace which just seems kind of like a good trade in a way Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just bizarre. It's a weird movie. I kind of loved it. Yeah, it was really weird. And I told you, like, I think I mentioned this. It was in like the thriller section and not the horror section. Yep. In yep. the so I knew immediately that it wasn't actually mm-hmm. like supernatural. Yeah, which which kind of was like kind of a bummer, but definitely 
altered the way I, I watched it. Yeah, and I had forgotten you'd said that, but in hindsight, like, oh, yeah, that totally would tell you what it, you know, because there's things that happen in the movie. You're like, oh, what should I, who should I trust? What should I think? And, yeah, if I saw it put on a different shelf, yeah. I'd be like, oh, okay, well, no, no, no. Um, yeah, it's a it's a fun one. <laughs> it's just so it's, stupid. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, okay, so then along those lines, I had rent from, rented from Netflix a movie that I thought was going to be, like, similar in tone and spirit, because I was like, I want, like, something kind of dumb. So uh-huh. I rented 2012's Gone with Amanda Seyfried. Hmm, that sounds familiar. So Amanda Seyfried uh, is, like, a waitress, and uh-huh. one day she comes home and her sister has disappeared. And she goes to the cops because she's like, oh, my God, the same guy that took me took my sister. Because six months earlier, she was abducted and left in a pit. And the cops didn't believe her because they found no evidence. So everybody thinks she's crazy. But yep. she's like, no, somebody, the same man has kidnapped my sister and I'm going to find him. Um, and Wes Bentley is in it. Okay. Have you, I, see, you haven't seen this? No, I don't think so. Love Wes Bentley, though. Yeah. I, Shows up in weird shit. <laughs> This is one of them. The best is like this. I remember when this came out because it was right when like studios were really trying to make Amanda Seyfried like the Kristen Stewart, like the next version of that. Yeah. And so like she was in all of these like movies clearly aimed at like young women kind of thing. And I remember this kind of looking dumb and coming and going and everybody hated it and gave it bad reviews. So I rented it thinking it would be like a dumb fun watch. And now, like, you and I don't like to get too much into politics because we the world is terrible and we yep. don't need to say it. But goddamn fuck this movie. Fuck me watching this movie the day after Brett Kavanaugh is confirmed to the Supreme Court. Because I'm watching what should be a really stupid, like, uh, bad lifetime thriller made for the big screen. Uh-huh. Only instead I'm like, oh my god, this entire movie is about how nobody believes this young woman when she said she was assaulted and how she has to take everything up on her own and to to prove this patriarchy right that she, only she can save this. And I was so fucking pissed off because I ended up watching <laughs> the movie and being like, god damn, God is so underrated. <laughs> like This is an anthem. So is it a good movie? No, it's not a good movie. Um, that was going to be my next question. No, it's and is it's it not actually good. Like honestly, it's not terrible. Like she, I really like Amanda Seyfried. I actually think that she's like kind of like when we, we'll talk about Joe Swanberg. Like I can watch her on screen. She's very, um, she has that like screen presence where I want, I always want to root for her. I find her very likable. And, like, so in this, like, I like watching her, and she gets to be kind of crazy, and, like, kind of get to make up crazy stories, and the cast is, like, you have Joel David Moore is in it, um, Jennifer Carpenter is in it, everybody is a red herring, everybody is a suspect, uh, but at the same time, it's like, what was made six years ago to kind of just be, like, your typical Lifetime movie, essentially, of, Mm -hmm. yeah, nobody believes this crazy woman um but a guy really is out to get her but then you're watching it now and you're like god fucking damn it this movie is really socially relevant huh yeah so so you're recommending that we all watch well it. i mean i'm kind of saying like i feel like if this movie was to be reevaluated today um i think you'd watch it and feel bad for dismissing it back in the day because oh, you watch it and you're like this is really very much about a young woman who was assaulted by a man and um, like, like there are scenes of her standing in a police room with a bunch of detectives, most of whom are male 
just looking like her standing there and like screaming and pointing out all this evidence and they're all just looking at her like "Uh uh-huh yeah sure sure yeah we'll look into it and it's not even a spoiler alert because you kind of figure out quickly you're like no no like something is going on that it just it ends up being infuriating and like weirdly Mm -hmm. and what it actually makes the ending kind of great because i won't say what the ending is but the ending has a bit of like a triumph to it where you're like you know what yeah that ending was kind of ridiculous but to watch it now it kind of feels like necessary i guess Mm -hmm. um yeah so that was gone who knew that would be such an important movie wow in 2018 uh and then the last thing which i'm sure i'll talk about more as we talk about uh more but i watched the remake of inside yep I was late for this <laughs> as one. you know as you do know uh it is not very good um but maybe it's not as bad as i but well it's not good i'm not there is very little reason to watch the remake of inside um i wonder if i would have found it better if i'd watched it after rewatching inside or were i watched it before i rewatched the friend the original Mm-hmm. And I had so many problems with it. And then I watched the original or rewatched the original, which I hadn't seen in 10 years and thought, oh, you know, not all the remakes fault, but. Oh, uh, this is going to be fun. Perhaps. Um, so with that being said, uh, would you like to take a break and come back and start with Inside? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. We'll be back. bluebird that's been dreaming of a rainbow I can follow to that old familiar place I long to see friendly faces a smile to greet me For just a simple hello, how are you? Oh, without them, I'm so blue. There's only one thing that will do. So 2007, uh, Inside comes out, and it sort of what is it about a couple of years after high tension so it's kind of right when like france is now pumping out these really yep. intense things is this french or belgium actually now that i say that oh, i, I thought it was i thought it was french but i could be wrong i mean it's in french i just don't know if it was a no belgium i thought it was movie. a french production okay but we'll, I could be we'll wrong. say that because you're we'll say that this came out when everyone was screaming that the only people making good uh, horror movies were the french yes definitely um 2007 i watched it uh around the time it came out i think i either downloaded it or i bought it and i think i lent it because i was going crazy i can't can't find it i bought it and i must have lent it to somebody so i had to rebuy it because apparently you can't rent it anywhere um so i have it yeah we had to get it from the actual video store yeah it's now on my iphone so there we go inside whenever i Need some, whatever you want it. Yep, whatever I need some really dumb cops, I will queue it up. Uh, you had also, I'm assuming, watched it around the time it came out? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Now, and you had not watched it since then? No. Yep, same. 
So I'm going to say right off the bat, we're going to go into full spoiler detail on it, because, and we're going to do that, I think, for both movies. But, um, so if you haven't seen Inside, we're going to spoil things, so decide whether you want to hear us or not. Uh, it, for me, it's it's a recommend, because you haven't seen it, you should see it, but I will say it, right off the bat, did not as good on second viewing ten years after I initially saw it, for me. Nope. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so let's start, get, because I, it would be wrong of me to deny the world you synopsizing this movie. Oh, boy. Um, I don't know how good I'm going to do it. This, you are always um, going to do it best. There's this lady, and she's pregnant, and I don't know. <laughs> she's She's real sad about it. Um, and she's upset and it's Christmas and she goes home and she's got everybody visiting her and one of them wants to rip the baby out of her stomach <laughs> because you, you find out why there's an actual reason why. Um, but it's kind of, I mean, it's kind of under the guise of like ho- home invasion, AKA baby stealing. Um, and, and it's very violent. And, yes. And then it's like characters get thrown at the movie just so they can die. Yeah, it it feels like the kind of movie where they needed to up the body count. Yeah. And so they found rather ridiculous contrived ways to do that. And yes. some of them make sense. Like, okay, yeah, she's pregnant and it's Christmas, so it makes sense that her mother is going to come visit her. Sure. Yep. It makes sense the cops are going to stop by. She'd call them earlier. Why are there three cops in one car? And uh, and what what kind of cops bring in the uh, the not a prisoner? What do you call it? The arrestee? Yeah. Into this situation, and everything about that is terrible and yep. makes no sense. And I do apologize to the remake because I know I was rough on some of those points, um, but some of those points do start here. So the, the remake does a lot of other things that I really hated too. But uh, yeah. So this is directed by it's two fellas. It is um, burr, 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 Alexandra Bustillo and Julian Murray, who also did um, a segment in ABCs of Death 2, which I have no desire to watch, and Leatherface, which is that oh, the one like we the covered new one? or no? That is not the one we – that's the brand new one. Okay, yeah, I haven't seen the, that brand new one. Right. And that's the one that everybody was, like, excited about. Because it's like, oh, the, the guys that did Inside are doing uh, a Texas yeah, yeah, movie. Yeah. And then I have not heard a single good thing about it. So. Um, now, there are things I liked about this movie when I first saw it. And there are some things I liked about it on this viewing. Uh, mm. The <laughs> So, the concept on one, like, I think the concept is, is fine. And it would have, could easily make sense as a movie that you have a pregnant woman alone it's christmas eve so that nobody's around and she is nine months pregnant she's about to pop so plenty of tension there all loaded in uh and in comes this mysterious woman who wants her baby yeah great that is a movie right there that could be a 90 minute movie if done right Mm -hmm. and i think and I, i think the best thing about this is um i have no idea how to say her name so i'm gonna say it like alex trebek would say it beatrice duh 
Um, I think it's, I've heard it said almost exactly like you just mumbled it. Exactly. Uh, see, I watch a lot of Jeopardy, and Alex Trebek, whenever there's a French anything, he it just sounds like he's kind of, like, drooling. So that's what I think French is. So, um, if, I mean, in English, her name looks like it says Beatrice Dahl, but I'm sure mm-hmm. it is Frencher than that. I think she's fantastic, and I, I really like her in it, and I think that uh, her look and, you know, just what she does is great. But so much about the movie makes it not great. Uh, mm-hmm. And there's a specific moment early on where she has, um, like, she hasn't quite gotten to Sarah. So Sarah's in the bathroom and the door is locked and Beatrice Dahl is freaking out. And she's a good actress. She can freak out. I don't need the editing to suddenly yep. turn into crazy punk rock as she smokes. And it's, like, shaky... Um, uh, uh, like Silent Hill esque in that moment, and then it never comes back. The rest of the movie, mm-hmm. yeah, it it did not age well for me. No, no, no. And I wonder, <coughs> excuse me, if I don't know, was it that we didn't realize it then, or because I, so I have actually seen this movie twice before. The first time I watched it, I was like, yeah, all right. And people were, like, really into it. And yeah. I was like, okay, sure, I get it. It's it's good. And then I heard started to hear, like, how upsetting and disturbing it was. I was like, is it? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know that that it is. But, like, I found that it was mostly men saying that. And I was mm. like, that's weird. So I decided to watch it again pretty soon after the initial watch. And I was like, nah, still doesn't disturb me. But I don't ever remember walking away from it being like, oh, that was a boring mess. And that's kind of how I felt this time. Like every memorable part in it, for me at least, happened in the first 25 minutes. I was right. like, this still has to be a movie. What are <laughs> we going to do? Like it still needs to do stuff. But it, like I said, everybody is cannon fodder. Yes, um, and everybody dolphins, is stupid. Everybody makes the dumbest stupid. decisions possible. But like, and I would love to chalk it up to like not to like underestimating like a female and like, but it, it's not played like that at all. And of course, you feel bad for the woman getting terrorized, and like, of course, but but like, there's like baby vision in it, and all that stuff is really grown worthy now like yeah. it doesn't look good and it's just kind of like it, it doesn't add anything it's, yeah it, it's, it's vi- like kind of like the Ellie McBeal dancing baby yeah which I think and, really creepy and the violence in it is really over the top like almost to the point where it, where it takes me out of anything that is compelling like and I, I got what they were doing like she was all in black and the other lady was all in but white also like who would wear that if this was what they were doing tonight who wears those heels if you're going to be like you know, chasing around a woman and stabbing her and giving her a C-section. Like, it's very impractical. Um, at one point, I said to Zach, oh, she, she's got those bell sleeves so she can just hide things in them. And then that's all she did. Yeah. Pull things out of her sleeves. And I was just like, this is, this is, this is silly. <laughs> this isn't. Yeah. This isn't that great. I mean, there's... And I felt, I felt bad for feeling that way because... I I, I don't know, maybe I was being hard on it, but, like, I don't know. Well, I think one thing that I will, because what was funny was when I posted about the remake, because I I watched the remake, and I watched the remake a couple of weeks ago, I've forgotten so much about it, 
But there were so many things I and I pointed this out in my Facebook post of there's every this remake is doing everything that I hate about like when about modern horror movies. Uh-huh. And what that means is we have stupid cops, we have a scene that The Descent did it best and now every single movie has to do it where the the innocent the you know our uh protagonist accidentally kills um yeah. their friend or their savior and i get it like it's really effective when it's used right but now i'm so sick of it and when i saw it in this movie i think i hadn't seen it much um so it was fine 10 years ago but seeing it in the remake i was like oh god this and then when i watched this again i'm like oh yeah it happens here too um so there's things like that and the i i think in like I mean, I guess you know, I'm saying this, but, like, this came out at the height of torture porn being the leading genre of yeah. movies at the time, right? Saw came out in, what, 2004? Like, Americans were doing pretty gross things in their horror films. This does probably do it better than a lot of them, you know, this side of the ocean, in mm-hmm. terms of some of it, in terms of some of the effects, and just how... I guess creative some of the gore is, but it's also so over the top that it's nowadays you watch it and it's just eye rolling. Tracheotomies, were they like the thing at this point in time? They might be because that one kind of defied logic to me. Like she, she poked herself in the throat and all this blood came out and then she like, she duct tapes it. She duct tape, but don't you still need it to breathe? I don't see. Here's the other thing about that is why is every um, non-medical professional in movies, how do they all know how to give themselves a tracheotomy? I guess you just poke yourself in the throat, man. Because, like, everybody in movies seems to know how to do it. Like, it's apparently really – like, how many – and now I'm, like, drawing blanks on examples, but I know I've seen, like, five movies where a character who is not a doctor gives him or herself a tracheotomy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's a photographer. Like we know she's not a doctor. We we know she's you know. This is like maybe that's another reason people like it is because it's like the last movie to feature a dark room. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I I get like so when she kill so yeah we're spoiling it right. So when oh, she yeah. kills her mom by accident, Zach like audibly groaned. He was like, oh yeah. But like, and I tr- and I tried to you know be on the movie's side a little bit and be like hey it like really does hit home the sense of hopelessness and like and like and i and i i'm okay with that like i appreciate that you want us to feel isolated and and hopeless and helpless and all that stuff but there there there's just too many things stacked against it like and like characters make like you said characters making stupid decisions and then like effects that didn't necessarily look that good and reactions that i didn't get and it it just instead of being like hopeless for the sake of like a hopeless story it started to feel mean Mm -hmm. and i don't really like that because it was mean for mean's sake is kind of pointless oh yeah like what was it trying to achieve by by embracing that meanness yeah um and you (sighs) Yeah, and like there's interesting things around it where you, because I, I had for, again it had been so long since I watched it that as I sat down to watch it like I remembered a lot of the big beats I remembered um, certain things that everybody thinks of when they think of this movie, but I had forgotten when you first meet Sarah how how she's kind of portrayed is really interesting because she's just 
she is kind of very mean, very, um, does not seem, she's not warm. She doesn't seem excited about having this baby. Uh She's very kind of cruel to her mother and to everybody around her. Like she's just, um, and, and you quickly, you understand why, which is okay. Well, she lost her husband pretty tragically, not that long ago. She's obviously not over that. Uh, and like, oh, that's, you know, that, that's an interesting approach to this character. And then you have that scene of her in the hospital and the nurse comes in and sits down next to her. And I'm, and I'm thinking, is there anything Frencher than a nurse smoking a cigarette talking about her miscarriage to a pregnant woman? And, like, it's this weird scene that just puts, like, of, like, things I normally really like in horror movies when they just kind of, ooh, something's not right here. Like, this doesn't mm-hmm. happen in a hospital. You don't have a nurse come. Even in France, a nurse doesn't light up a cigarette and start telling you this horrible story about giving birth. So it, like, sets this kind of, like, okay, something's off, but it it doesn't go with that tone. Instead, it just kind yeah. of goes with this ridiculous, um, you know, uh, this a ridiculous character who comes in with no real plan. And and in the remake, it's um, Laura Herring from Mulholland Drive plays, plays mm-hmm. the woman. And she comes in and she's got a medical kit and she's got chloroform and like she's ready to knock out the, you know, Sarah and give her a C-section, like a medically safe C-section. Like she has it figured out where I need to healthily deliver this this baby. And in this one you have, um, you know, she comes in and like she didn't even put her to sleep. She just thinks I can just stab her with scissors and take this baby out. Yeah. Like she's not going to wake up. So she's not planning it so well. But then she turns into essentially Jason Voorhees when it comes to defeating four police officers and a, um, you know, bevy of other people that stroll in. Now, granted, they are very stupid police officers. They're very stupid. Um, like, does France not have backup? Is backup not a thing in France? Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, call backup. You heard gunshots. Call backup. Like, there, there was a hundred things that seemed to be wrong at that point. But, but honestly, by that point, I was kind of yeah. already out. Like, they, they establish in the beginning, and I, and I mean, I'm not French, so I don't know if this. I feel like I remember this being a thing around this time that. I, there's basically a lot of, um, like, looting and, like, youth rev- in revolt in France at this time. So it's, like, they're having a hard time getting ambulances and cops around because there's all of these, like, French youth setting fires to places. Mm-hmm. So, and that's why they have the guy in the car with them, because he was caught, like, trashing a, a vehicle somewhere. But so they've kind of, like, set the stage of, okay, yeah, it's really hard to get help tonight because of what's going on. But you have three police officers walk into a house where there is blood everywhere and a pregnant woman in peril. You call fucking backup. They had cell phones in this movie. They still could have done that. And then the best is when the one cop is left and he sees what's going on and the lights go out. And what does he do? He says, okay, pregnant woman who's been stabbed, you stay here. I am going to take this teenage prisoner with me downstairs to fix the power. I'm sure the woman who's did all this is gone because I'm calling her name and she's not answering. <laughs> yep. like, it's so stupid. It's it's very stupid and dangerous and, and yeah. not yeah not so thought you start out well. Rooting for Beatrice Dahl because she's the only one who isn't an idiot. Like you even get at one point Sarah, who's actually like is the other not terribly stupid character in this movie. Like she pretty much 
makes the right moves instinctively when she has to. Right? Yeah. She goes, she locks a door, she grabs something sharp, she like she's kind of doing everything a woman in her condition can possibly do to get out of this alive. Until she and she has rather cleverly burned Beatrice Dahl's face off. Yes. And has the chance to finish it and instead um lets her guard down and then ends up getting shot and killed and whatever else just happens to her after that. Yeah. Uh, oh, that was the other movie I didn't put on my list, but that I watched and that pissed me off because of this. Um, I watched Terrifier, that movie that everybody's talking about, the killer. Oh, yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. I, I didn't watch it. I haven't. I don't think we're going to. I don't think you'll like it. Uh, but one thing, because it, it's not terrible. The clown's actually really good. But the thing that pissed me off so much was, like, at least three times a character has, the, like, knocks out the villain and can very easily just pick up a gun and shoot him and be done. Yeah. And every single time the character instead, like, who's injured, limps away slowly and then ends up getting killed. And, like, that, that actually happens a couple times in um, the Malevolent, that movie uh, that I just watched. Yeah, I can't do it. I can't do it. And I'm the person that defends it because a lot of times, I, like, in movies when people, like, complain about that, I say, you know what? In real life, if somebody – like, I, I don't know that I could kill somebody. If somebody – knocked me down and I picked up a gun I don't know that I could physically pull the trigger on somebody even if I thought my life was in danger there is a place you have to get to to do that and I have no idea if I'm equipped to do that Mm -hmm. that being said when you've seen this villain do terrible terrible deadly things to everybody you love you don't hesitate at that point you just finish the fucking job Unless you're in this movie or a terrifier, and then you don't. You limp away or let your guard down and then pay for it. And it just makes it exhausting and, like, just not fun. Um, Yeah. And then the other thing that, like, so if you recall, a couple of weeks ago, I talked about a movie on Amazon called Deadly Daycare. Which actually has a very similar plot in some ways to this movie, because mm-hmm. it's about a woman who um, brings her daughter to daycare that turns out is being run by a woman who she had earlier gotten into a car accident with, and she survived okay, but this woman lost her baby and then like couldn't have kids anymore, so she blames this woman and wants her baby. Mm-hmm. Um And in that movie, it was also kind of a bit of a stretch of like, wait, so you really didn't know, didn't recognize this woman? Like you didn't, when this happened, they didn't have you fill out paperwork or give a statement? I thought that that too, yeah. And in this movie, it's just, to me, again, I'm giving a lot of credit to, maybe it's because it's in France and it's different there, but it's one thing if they kind of explain certain things away, like, but it, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. You were in a car accident with another car. Your husband died. It's tragic. It's horrible. You were okay. You were pregnant. Your baby is okay. You, there is no way you don't know what happened to the other person in the car. Right? She says, oh, they said there were no survivors. Who is they? Cops, like, they don't lie about that. Yeah. Why? It, that, it, it doesn't make any sense. It, it is such a... Um, like, because I guess, and I wouldn't be surprised if they initially had her rec, had her recognize her, or or had her say, "Oh my God, I didn't know." Like, I'm so sorry, you know. But and then it was like, "Oh, but then you lose all sympathy for her because then it's yeah. like you never thought about this woman who lost her baby." Like, and I think there's some clear like 
subtext of Beatrice Dahl is older, much older than Sarah. So you get yeah. this, and like, you get the sense that this was probably her last chance at a child. Like, yes. you know, um, she doesn't seem to have a partner. So maybe it was in vitro or, or something to where this was a really important pregnancy for her and it's, it's done and she can never do it again. Um, but there's just simp and, and so sure, maybe if Sarah, if you establish that Sarah knew there was a pregnant woman in the car that she hit, then that loses any sympathy for her. But it's an hour and a half into this movie at this point. What does it matter if I care about this character anymore? Well, they could have easily just had her know that a woman survived and didn't necessarily know yeah. that she was pregnant. Yeah. Because, like, she didn't have to be, like, you can you can get into an accident and have a miscarriage when you're not nine months pregnant. Like she didn't, it didn't have to be like the, the last, the last ter- term of her pregnancy right. for her to have like, so maybe it or was she nobody. Might, she might, she might not have had re- in realistically, she might not had to have known that this woman was pregnant <laughs> at all. Yeah. But you would still know that you got into a there car was... accident with a woman and yeah. she was, yeah, no, she's okay. Like, they they don't lie to you, right? Yeah. I mean, am I thinking too high about no, the medical no, no, profession no. and, and law enforcement? No, you're right. It it seems strange to me, too. It's like a rule of a movie put in there just so that we're, we're not questioning things too much at that point. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, we have to look back and we're like, oh, wow, Sarah really was the villain, which might have made it more interesting. Yeah. Or if you, or if you had made it the reverse, where Sarah was like, Super, and they do the same exact thing in the remake, where she's just like, "I didn't know there was somebody else in the car." Like, no, you, of course you knew. Like, somebody told you. But if you had her be like, "Was well, my baby?" It's or what, whatever. Like, make make her fight for it. I don't know. It just it doesn't make sense. It's stupid that you expect me to believe if I was in a fa- fatal car accident. I was driving my husband. I got into an accident. My husband died. So yeah, I'm really focused on that. But at the same time. You're going to tell me I'm going to ask what else happened? What happened to the other car? What am I responsible yeah. for? I'm going to know. They're not going to lie to me. No, no, no. I know. And 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 there are themes which I think could have and should have been explored more of like I I am pregnant. I've been through some shit. Maybe I don't really want this kid. Yep. I don't want to raise this kid on my own. This isn't what I signed up for. And my in life fairness, the remake now. actually drops that. That yeah. um, where she kind of there, it's established that at some point she was considering giving up the baby for adoption. Yeah, and I think that that could be interesting because now you have to fight for this thing that you kind of were a little checked out right. on. And you never and, feel that from her. No, I, it always no. feels like Sarah is fighting for her life, and I'm not judging her for it. But never once in this movie did I think Sarah um, really cared what happened to her baby. No, no, no. And, and like, fine, whatever. But, yeah. like, it, it, you had, like, a cool, interesting, relatable idea, and then you didn't do anything with it. it yeah, it doesn't really understand, um, like, who Sarah is or what she should be. Yeah. Because I think it could, it, the more I'm saying it, the more I'm like, you know, that could have been interesting of, here is, and Maybe I'm also saying this because we're going to talk about proxy in a little bit, where you absolutely have a character who is pregnant who does not care about the welfare of her child at all. Mm-hmm. And again, like it's not something easy to watch, but it makes it like, oh, okay, this is a different person than I'm used to. And I don't think the movie ever knows 
if Sarah, who Sarah is in that sense. She's mm-hmm. grieving. I get that. And you can grieve in a lot of different ways. And I don't, you know, I, I, like, she is short with people and she is mean and kind of cruel in the beginning, but I get it. But then it doesn't, they don't make her interesting as all this stuff happens. Now she's just fighting for her life. I have no, no idea what she, if she cares about her baby at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Um, and I, I don't know that it fully understands, like, how the human body works. Mm-hmm. Like, if you get stabbed in the head, do you, like, is that what happens after you get stabbed in the head? Oh, which which thing are you talking about? The so it's the um what is it? The the guy who's arrested. Uh-huh. Right? Gets stabbed in the head as you do. And is he the one <laughs> that then do. essentially turns into a zombie and and shoots everybody at the well, end? Or is that a cop? I, I think it's the cop. Oh. But but let me say this about that. And and then I literally have nothing else to say about um about this movie I first time I saw this movie I got so confused at that part that in the you know 45 seconds I had to to figure everything out I concocted a tale in which now everyone that had been killed in that house you know all the cannon fodder we're going to become zombies because that's what the riot actually was. The riot was oh, a zombie outbreak. Ooh, I like your movie. And yeah, I love my movie. And I became that's a good movie. obsessed with this idea for a while. And then watching it, like I said to Zach, hey, something weird is going to happen. And I'm going to explain to you this weird thing that I thought. And then it happened. And I was like, bitch, that's not even that weird. Because what, what is that guy even doing? And why are his eyes bloody? I'm I'm looking at the Wikipedia synopsis of it now because when in doubt and low on time, that's what you do. Um, and yeah, it uh, the two are interrupted by the revival of one of the police officers, having been shot in close proximity with his riot gun. He survived the attack, w- but was disoriented and blinded. Cause yeah, I, I yeah, okay. I and I realized I completely didn't get that. I thought it was the kid. No, and and I think I really picked up on it this time that it was like a beanbag gun or a pellet gun like it was a different kind of gun i really did pick up on it this time but the first time it's really alarming because then he's still tied to the other kid so he's the other kid like moves and i'm like oh my god they're all zombies but they weren't (laughs) oh man i want that movie and then they all they have to band together because there's so many dead people in the house coming back to life right right and now you have like it's like the last baby born post-apocalypse like you need to make sure it survives and everything yeah, I like so that movie. good. And I, I mean, I guess in fairness, it you know, as we're talking about it, it's a movie that it's one of those movies. If you've never seen it, that first watch might still be really effective. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. It's hard to say though, because in 2018, we've seen so much of what this movie does. We've seen other movies do it. Yeah. And when, and in fairness to this movie, when it came out in 2007, it was fresh. It was sure there were things. It was of it was of its time, but it was early enough in that cycle that holy shit, what are they doing to that pregnant woman? Was really shocking. And when the cop zombifies, it's kind of what the hell is going on? Mm-hmm. If you've never seen this movie before, it might still be a an experience that first time you watch it. But it just does not 
age well at this time. In 10 years, it might age much better. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's like if I had watched, I don't know, um, Friday the 13th Part 4 in 1995, it it probably wouldn't have been good as when I watch it in 2005 because there wasn't enough time in between to see th- that kind of cycle out and cycle back in, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I mean, at this watch, it was really disappointing. And when I, I think when I had posted about the remake, and I think it was James who like jumped in with like, yeah, um, I've kind of felt that way about the original. And then watching it, I'm like, holy shit, I did too. Yeah, I I was a little disappointed, and I and I know like the whole expectation versus reality thing, but I really didn't feel like I had high expectations because I had seen it and I right. knew what it what it was, but I I just was really surprised by how like checked out I was. Yeah, pretty quick. Uh, uh, exactly, <laughs> much the same. Because once I think too for me, once I realize like. Oh, it's not that the remake was doing all this this stuff I don't like about what movies do now. It's that the remake was doing this movie. Yeah. That it became like, oh, oh, right. Oh, stupid cops. Oh, no backup. Oh, like all of these things. I was like, oh, that's disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say the remake, does, one thing that I, I didn't necessarily like the ending, but I like that it did change the endings. So there is at least a reason to watch the remake where it does yeah. uh, it does go in a very different direction in the final beat. So if you want to see Inside with a different ending, then it's on Hulu. So there you go. I might watch it. I'll be curious what you think. Um, I mean, again, it's it is not terrible. I really didn't like didn't like it. And then having watched the original, I'm like, okay, well, it's maybe the remake wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you'll really like it, but I wouldn't be surprised if you find yourself maybe liking it more than this one, possibly. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. How interesting. Kay Interessante, Christine. Yeah, it was it, not what I expected at all. And then I was kind of like, oh, no, I think Emily likes this movie. Oh, no, she's going <laughs> to like it, and I'm going to have hated it. Oh, no. As I was watching it very quickly, I was like, I'm pretty sure Christine's going to end up agreeing with me on, on a lot of this one. And I'll be, again, as always, I'm always curious what people listening have to say. And I'll be really curious if for people to think about when they have watched it last. Because if you're going by when you watched it when it came out, or if you've watched it recently, I'm really curious if anybody who's watched it in the last two or three years is going to feel really positively about it, or if they're going to kind of come from where we're coming of like, mm-hmm. yeah, it didn't age so well. I don't know. I do not know. I don't know. Yeah. Who can who can know? We we will find out eventually. It's posted. <coughs> uh, but that was inside. So quality of film, Christine. Where are we going? Um six? Yeah, 5. I, I, I I'm gonna say six six point six point five. It it does a lot of things well. It's well the leads are good. I think the two actresses are great. Um it does what it's supposed to do fine in some yeah. ways in other ways not so much so quality of life um that just because i made up a zombie movie <laughs> i i give it a 5.5 well i'm giving your zombie version of this movie a 7.85 
because uh, oh, that, that's the one I really want to see. But for quality of life, I guess, I mean, in a way, like, it's probably influenced movies, but that might have been a good and bad thing. Yeah. Um, so quality of life, I'm going to stick with a six, I'll say. Uh, it. I feel like it got me into other, when it came out, I was like, really into these movies and it made me constantly want to seek out more French movies and all that. So which is yeah, good which on is it. good. That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um but watching it this time, less so. Alright, so that was oh boy. And there's there's a picture on um on Wikipedia of the two directors and they look like such douches. Oh really? It's just one of them's wearing like a little wool hat and like, oh. I don't think it's very cold at out and I don't think he needs that little wool hat. And it just makes me not like them. How, how cute. I might be a little petty. Uh, all right. So that was inside. I'll take a quick break. We're going to come back and talk about Proxy. I can't stop this feeling deep inside of me. Girl, you just don't realize what you do to me when you hold me in your arms so tight you let me know everything's all right Okay, next up, our next pregnant woman in terrible situation, but with a twist, is 2013's Proxy, uh, written and directed by, or I'm sorry, directed by Zach Parker, with a script from him and Kevin Donner. Uh, I had watched this a couple of weeks ago on Hulu, because I remember hearing good things, and I was curious, and as I started watching it, I was like, oh, Zach Parker did... um, Scalene, which is a fantastic movie that I'm recommending to everybody, and I don't know if it's streaming anywhere now, but it's great, and you should watch it, and it has Margot Martindale. Um, and I watched Proxy, and I really dug it, and I wanted to talk about it, and you hadn't seen it, so we decided to cover it. And we are, I think, going to just spoil it, because I, you saw what I meant, I'm guessing, as you started watching it, of like, oh yeah, this is a really hard movie to talk about if you're not going to really talk about it, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, so be warned. Um, for me, it's a big recommend. I don't know if Christine's going to recommend it. Uh, but it is streaming on Hulu, and we're going to just go into detail because we can't not talk about it if we want to actually talk about it. So, Guys, Spoilers. pause it now. Go watch it because Emily and I are about to disagree. <laughs> oh, so you did not care for it, I'm guessing. <laughs> I didn't care for it. Uh, now, even more so than um, uh, Inside, I want to hear your synopsis of this baby. <sighs> well, oh boy. <laughs> so this movie, you know, you know, I've said it before. I have the biggest problem with movies that squander potential. Fair. And that is objective. I get everything that comes out of my mouth is objective and subjective and all the jectives. From where I sit, this movie started out pretty interestingly. Um, so it's it's on the longer side. It's about two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so it opens. There's a pregnant lady. She doesn't seem too jazzed about being 
pregnant or having a kid. She doesn't want to know the sex, all this stuff. She goes, she goes walking to the bus and then some mysterious person hits her in the stomach with a rock. Can I say that I have been inundated with, with really gross violence against women recently and it's not feeling good for me. So this kind of sat in a place where I was like, I could have not seen that, but that's fine. That's fine. It has nothing to do with the pregnancy either. It's just a victimization of, of helpless Mm-hmm. females I'm just like whatever let's be done so whatever it's fine she loses the baby though and she's in the hospital and like she they're like hey some really poor actors show up sorry guys if you're listening <laughs> to this um they show up and they're like hey you should go to a support group then the lady who had just lost her baby goes to a support group she meets another lady there's twists there's turns what's wrong with the lady she met at the support group it's weird she seems to be lying about having dead kids and we don't really see it it's not really explained but the the lady who lost her kid it becomes obsessed with this other lady and is like oh you're the only one that understands me because i and I, I asked for my baby to be rocked out of my body because I didn't really want it. I just liked being pregnant. I didn't want to have a kid, which is an interesting thing. And uh-huh. I really would have liked to have seen explored more. And she's like, hey, lady that pretends her family's dead. I think that we have a lot in common. Also, I love you kind of, I guess. I don't know. So then shows up at her house, drowns her kid so that she doesn't have a kid. And honestly, if you lie about your kid dying that much... Do you deserve it? I'm not victim blaming, but still, really take a look in the mirror. <laughs> then she's gonna kill. She's gonna kill her husband, which is Joe Swanberg. Joe Swanberg shows up with a shotgun. See, I really did watch this movie. Shows up with a shotgun. Shotguns the lady whose baby died. Also, Christina Cleave is in this movie, who I love and who is honestly the only good thing. Um, shows up, and then this movie lo- loses all footing. It loses all footing. I don't know, It's it becomes nobody's story, and yet everyone's story. It's Lying Mom's story, it's Joe Swanberg's story, it's Christina Klebe's. People are running around yelling at journalists to tell them the address of something. I don't know, do you not know how the internet works? You can probably find it. It's so strange, this movie. Also, I, 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 I'm going to say homage because I don't want to say something rude. This is a Hitchcock homage. Mm. It, it's 100%. The music is 100% Hitchcock. Mm-hmm. The fact that it switches focus halfway through yeah. is 100% Psycho. But, but like, the problem is when the when the focus of Psycho switches at the midpoint, it is still somebody's story. There's still a goal that we're mm-hmm. achieving. We're 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 looking for this now missing woman, and we're trying to figure out what's going on in this house and how this house has to do with it. There's nothing like that in this movie. There's no anchor for that second half. Fair. And it drove me up a wall. It felt so meandering and so slow in that second half. And it's just kind of like, what are, what are we all doing here? Like, what's the point? And like you, and like the lady who lied about her family being dead, whose kid actually gets killed. I guess is like like unhinged. I want I, I give me more of that. Where, but but then you follow Joe Swanberg while he punches something, which is fine. I like Joe Swanberg plenty, but like when did it become his movie? Mm-hmm. It's weird. <laughs> um, well, I first want to want to tell everybody you're welcome because I knew <laughs> you synopsizing this movie would be glory, and and we did get that. So that was it. Was just like like. What? Tell so I, I will say I don't think I had any problem with the beginning of this movie. Mm-hmm. 
it maybe it wasn't maybe it wasn't for me maybe like the lady who's not the lady that um gave herself a miscarriage that lady talked and had a lot of she had a lot of mouth noises like a lot of mouth noises and it bothered me a little bit but other than that i was 100 percent in at the beginning so for you it was really when esther leaves the story that you were kind of like where are we going like whose whose story is it yeah and i i don't disagree with that because i think the same time i see what i i wasn't sure where you'd land on it i thought you would like the whole um we start off as one movie and we start we turn into a different movie at a certain point because i find that interesting i find starting with esther this woman who's like who the fuck is this woman she is clearly like damn it like something is wrong with her Mm -hmm. um but at the same time like i want i want to know more i I absolutely do find her and i find the actress like interesting in that way of like she's like i I don't know what she's doing but i'm intrigued by her she's she's off and that's really neat to watch um so when she does exit the story if you will by being you know shot uh it was disappointing to me because i'm like man like i feel like i didn't i didn't get to know her the same time like I kind of that that to me was intriguing, and I, and going back and watching it the second time was still like okay, I, I'm I'm picking up a few more things, but I still like, I you know I I don't know who she is. I I and I I find that interesting that there's something mysterious in that. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, Melanie is actually much more straightforward, which is that I mean I guess it's supposed to be um, a Munchausen's by proxy, right? Like yeah. the new big like it's been on like eight Law and Order SVU stories, so it's nothing new to me. But uh, it's also a big big year for sharp objects, so Munchausen's all in the rage. Um, but that, and I think it's more than that with her. It's not just the need to take care of someone; it's that this need to be um, this psychological problem that this woman has, which is wanting to be the center of attention for her tragedy right so you see her that scene where she walks into the mall and claims her son is kidnapped and it's just like who who is this woman what is she like okay they're like i kind of get what's going on with her it's weird she is potentially a very dangerous woman Mm -hmm. and she is and i do think when her child is killed i think it is awful for her and then very quickly it becomes essentially exactly what she wanted because she does, and that is what Esther says to her, which is, I did what you couldn't do. This is what you've always, like, you've wanted to be the victim. You've wanted to be, you know, the mm-hmm. mourning mother of a child. And it, like, I think, and the imbalance is there to to an extent, because then, yes, who am I rooting for? Okay, well, now I guess I'm rooting for Joe Swanberg, because he just seems like a nice guy who's in absolute pain. And I do think he's so good um, that he just really is... A, a such a natural actor uh, where I just always believe him no matter what when he's when he's I don't know that I've ever seen him like play anybody overly extreme but just I always whenever he's on screen like I, I buy what you're selling dude yeah um, and, and yeah and then I I love the ending of this movie because <laughs> it's one of those 
um, not endings or like one of those mm-hmm. endings that doesn't tell you really what happens. Maybe um, uh, Christina Klebe, uh ends up shooting Melanie. Maybe Melanie ends up having that fantasy that we see her have. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like I, I dig that this movie um, is kind of about a couple of women who are really um what's the word messed up one way or another mm-hmm. and that like what that reeks on others and what happens when that's combined i guess mm-hmm. uh but you just did not care for it huh i i get everything that you're saying and i appreciate everything that you're saying i just think it maybe could have been tightened up a little mm-hmm. um I don't know. There was some blood effects that kind of seemed goofy. Okay. And I was like, is this supposed to be funny? But, like, I appreciate what they were um, trying to do, and and I got most of it. I just, some of the choices at the end seemed a little loose. I Just, like, what are we why why are we choosing to see this person's perspective why is this why are we following this person while they do this thing like you're I don't saying know. with christina Kleeb or with i think uh, with, every, with with everybody mm-hmm. it was just if it was if it was more if we were supposed to be seeing how unhinged melanie is and like how the people in her life or around her react to that then it should have been less from her perspective and we should have got, actually gotten to see how unhinged she was but i don't feel like we ever really we ever really got that and if it was if it was supposed to be finally framing you know joe swanberg as as like an innocent bystander in this then i think that we should have actually been with that character more um because there is stuff like him going through the grieving process and mm-hmm. and like imagining that that broad is there and yeah he's like there was some interesting stuff like i i will give the the movie credit where credit's due and i am extremely hard on movies that i feel like have have potential that they don't sure use and i i just i don't know it was just it was really long if it had tightened up a little bit and i had uh, any type of sense of, mm-hmm. of who who the second half belonged to i would probably have loved it yeah and i mean i uh... Everything you're saying, I totally get, and um, I didn't have the same feelings, I guess, because I think um, I I like, and I mean, Scalene also is a movie about, basically, it's sort of a Rashomon, it's three perspectives on something that's happened, and so you have three distinct, three characters who are all interwoven, but each, you know, you're seeing it from their point of view in three different ways, and I think, I almost wonder if he sort of, like, tried to do the same thing here, where you essentially have three or four, I guess, where you do kind of just follow Esther until a certain point, then you're following Melanie, Now you're, but, but it's not smooth. Uh, it is messy. I don't mind it, because I find mm-hmm. all four of these people fascinating, and I could watch more of any of them. I think I, I could have watched a another hour of this movie if it went further into Esther's story or gave you more of, um, you know, Melanie after all of this. I I get why it didn't work for you, um, but it did work for me. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad it worked for you. 
I mean, I'm sad it did not work for you. Can we talk about the IMDb plot words for this movie? Oh, boy. What are they? <laughs> um, there are 14 plot keywords that I think are fantastic. Bathtub. Villainous. Smoking. Yep. Breasts. Revenge. Lesbian strap-on sex. Lesbian yep. sex. Female masturbation. Female psychopath. Female killer. Liar. Rough lesbian sex, doggy style sex, and strap on dildo. Oh, so so we know what people are tuning in for here. Huh? <laughs> it would seem, yes. Um, nothing in here about like Munchen, Munchens and by proxy, yeah. which is the title of the movie. Like that's what you know. I feel like that's the more interesting aspect of this movie is that um, Melanie is fucked up, yeah. and I think even. I don't know, like to even go back to that first scene when, when you meet her, why has she latched it? Immediately, she's, she opens up to Esther and just, oh, it's your first meeting. Why don't we get coffee? Let's talk. And it is, and like, then you realize after watching, like, when you kind of go back and look at it, oh, because here's a new person she can spin this yarn to. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, and she likes doing this. And the way Joe Swanberg finds out is that, he goes to a support group and the guy's like, oh, yeah, I'm so sorry. I remember when your wife talked about this last year. And he's like, what? Yeah, your son was kidnapped. No. So how many stories has this woman yep. made about her family? And now that she has, you know, lost her son and now that she's accomplished this, well, what now? Now she's got to find it, – it satisf- satisfied her to an extent and now her friends have stopped calling her and stopped trying to – you know, take her out to lunch and do all this. So now she's got to somehow bring this attention back to her. And Mm -hmm. I think, and the more as I'm saying that, I'm like, yeah, that could be a movie on its own. But I kind of enjoyed the ride that it starts with this totally different woman. And especially when you meet Melanie and it's this, like, clearly she's so different from Esther um, that you just, you don't get what you think you do. Yeah. Yeah. And like little things that every time this comes up like a lot in the movie, because both women obviously go through like really bad stuff, whether uh, I mean, of their own making in both cases. Mm -hmm. Um, But something I really like in this movie is how how many characters say to them, how are you doing? And it's just that natural thing that you always say, like you say it to everybody every day. And when somebody has been through something terrible, sometimes you don't realize that that's probably the worst thing you could ask. Yeah. Um, and I really like that it repeats, because I think it's very deliberate that characters are constantly being asked that. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I mean, there's some interesting ideas and themes there. I just didn't feel like it pushed it to the finish line for me. Fair. Yeah. Um, I, one, one other like tiny thing that I really like, uh, is when Esther and uh, Melanie, like, go for coffee and Melanie says something to her, like, oh, I really like your shirt. And, and Esther's, like, response is something that, like, I know I've done before. It's like, thanks, it wasn't expensive. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, like, the sign of somebody who doesn't quite know how to talk to, yeah. like, friends kind of thing. Um, yeah. That, again, like, just shows, like, these are two very different women with very different lives and yet, like, 
at this point in the movie, the thing they have in common seems to be this tragedy, but like yep. really, oh no, they have something else in common and it's weird. When I wish it had been more about that. I get it. I get it. Because that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And again, like, we never really know why, like, did Esther just get pregnant so that she could be pregnant for nine months and then start over or what? Like, we, we, we don't really know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay. I'm okay not knowing. Yeah. I, I kind of like that we don't know. Yeah, I just, yeah, I, there were some interesting things. For sure. All right. So with that in mind, you ready to rate it? <sighs> yeah. All right. Quality of film. Uh, I, I'm i sure I'll be higher than you on this, but <laughs> I, I do think it is flawed. The, I mean, the pacing, again, it works for me because I'm just into it, but I can't argue that it could have been tighter and that, as you're saying, like, yeah, there's some little low-budget signs here and there. Yeah. Um, so I am going to go with quality of film. I'm going to say a 7.5. Yeah, um, 6.5. Okay. Sure. Quality of life. I really dug it, uh, and I watched yeah, it Yeah, what, what are you going to say? I'll go 7.75 for me. Eh, 6.5. Okay. Higher than I would have expected. I mean, I the, the opening was interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I still really do encourage you and everybody to watch Scalene. It's, it disappoints me that nobody is, nobody, I've, I, like, I've never talked to anybody about it because nobody else I know has seen it. Uh, I don't know if it's streaming anywhere. It might be like on Shudder or something. Maybe I know I had, I know I had seen it go by and heard of it, so yeah. it was around. For a it while. was on Netflix for a while. Yeah. It's not anymore. Let me just see if it's on Amazon. Uh, I don't think it is. It is not on Amazon as a instant watch. Could could be on Hulu or on Shutter, one of those places. I don't know. But along those lines, why don't we talk about our streaming recommendations? <laughs> Uh, I don't have anything good because everything Aww. that I've streamed recently, I haven't been happy with. Oh, I'm sorry. So I'm just going to remind everybody that The Boy is still up on Netflix. <gasps> Yay! One of the best modern horror movies. It is so good. Opinion. Seriously, every, every, you guys might remember we covered it a couple of months ago. Um, I just got my mom to watch it uh, and she liked it. Ooh, it's yeah, good. It's, like, it's, just, it's, it's so much better than it was presented as. Yep. Um. Okay, I will go with a... Actually, I'm excited about my recommendation because this is a movie that I've, I have been wanting to watch probably for 10 years. Oh, uh, what is that? Okay, so you know me and I... If there's one thing I love in this world, aside from, like, apparently pregnant women getting abused terribly, uh, it, it is end-of-world nuclear war radiation survivor yep. movies, right? And this is a movie that has been recommended to me forever, Um I know a friend of the show, Jeff, has always touted it to me and said, you have to watch this. I think Jeremy is a big fan of it, but I've never watched it because it was never available anywhere. And finally, uh, it is on Amazon Prime. It just dropped there. I don't know how it ended up there. It's not the best print, but whatever. It's watchable there. Uh, and it is 1982 or 83's Testament. Huh. I don't um, think I've seen this either. It is... Um, I'm looking uh, it up right 1983, now. 1983, so stars Jane Alexander, who was nominated for an Oscar for it. 
really uh, really odd backstory to the movie which is that it was made for tv it was made like it was produced through the american playhouse i think and it was meant to air on tv and basically i don't know who watched it and said oh wow this is really good this could be a theatrical release so then they ended up releasing it in theaters but there was like all this other stuff because then the cast was like wait you didn't pay us for it to be in theaters you need to pay us more um but it was i think received well and jane alexander was nominated for it uh, directed by Lynn Littman, who um, I don't think did many other features. Uh, it is so good. Uh, it is about a family in the suburbs of California. And one day dad goes to work. Everybody's like just going about their day <coughs> when a nuclear, there's a nuclear blast somewhere, not at them. They are not uh, in danger, but there is a flash. Clearly power is out. Um, and eventually, or fairly quickly, they realize, oh shit, radiation is in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just this family and kind of this town dealing with this for the next couple of months. And people die, as you might expect. Uh, a baby Kevin Costner and baby Rebecca DeBornay are in this. I just, I just saw them in the cast. Yeah, they I was are so how little young. They, were. they are babies in this movie, and they have a baby and bad things happen to that baby uh it is a really um it's really good it is sad it is um i mean you will cry terrible things happen in it but it is not just bleak for i mean it's not threads it's not just oh my god i i we're all doomed it there is a sense of family and strength and you really kind of see the love in this in this family even though as they start dying off um lucas baby lucas haas introducing lucas haas and he's so young um it's and there's a lot of random character actors that pop up uh and it's just really good um really upsetting really like emotional and stuff uh but exactly like Again, like the kind of movie I love, and I'm so glad I finally got to watch it. Uh, and it is now on Amazon Prime, so you too can watch it if you have Amazon Prime. And how did you say the print was? Okay, I okay. this is a movie that it's um you can see everything <laughs> fine. It's perfectly fine. It's just not like high def or anything. It's yeah, but it looks absolutely fine. I watched it on my phone on the plane. Uh, I mean, this isn't like it's it was filmed for TV. You don't notice it, but then in hindsight, you're like, yeah, you know what, like. We never see anything outside of this town. Most of the action is in this house. Like, you could see where this was a very low budget because they didn't need to do anything else. It's not about mm-hmm. what's going on in the world. It's just focuses it so much on this family. So, uh, it's it's really good. Go have at it is what I say. Huh, all right, well. I'll add it to the the never ending list. Do it. Um, oh, and, the... and then and then I'll just watch Bad Boys. Instead. <laughs> uh, the little boy from Airplane is also in it, and he's really good. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, it was highest of recommends. Uh, okay, uh, so that was the show. On our next episode, we have something exciting to talk about. Do we not? Yes. All right. We just decided. Yeah, so we, um, you know, off air, because, you know, guys, we do, like, produce the show and stuff. Uh, we talked with our um, producers and um, best <laughs> boy, and then the grip weighed in, and, you know, 
the, how grips are. Uh, so we kind of I said basically, okay, Christine, what are you watching this month? Because I know you already have it mapped out. Um, so we have come to the conclusion that episode 111 is going to be... Um, Candyman and Candyman 2. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, I'm really excited. I never turned down a chance to watch Candyman. And I think Candyman 2 is a very underseen, underrated um, little movie. So I'm excited to talk about that. And if I, I don't know, I don't know about you, if I find Candyman 3, I'm totally going to watch it. I think it's terrible, but I'll find yeah, it. Yeah, I know that Zach probably will want to. He is a completist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that is that. We do encourage everybody to come to Facebook and tell us what you think of um, the inefficiency of French policemen and whatever else you want to talk about. Yeah, come tell me I'm wrong about everything. I don't everything, care. especially proxy. Really, yeah, like, I don't care. Right about inside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Thanks for taking this uh, this journey with us. And just remember, like, if somebody is trying to attack you and you have a chance to kill them, just fucking kill them. Just come on, guys. It's, it's not that hard. Just do it. And don't turn your back. Just do it. And also, when in doubt, give yourself a tracheotomy. Like, if you're ever thinking, should I give? Should I do this? Um, I think you should, because usually that turns out okay. Other things turn out terrible, but you giving yourself a tracheotomy never goes wrong. When in doubt, give yourself a tracheotomy. Always, Can't find your car in the parking lot? Just give yourself a tracheotomy. You just missed the elevator? I don't know what to do. Just give yourself a tracheotomy. It's the answer to all the problems in life. I guarantee it. On that note, folks, good night. Night. Having my baby What a lovely way of saying how much you love me You having my baby What a lovely way of saying what you're thinking of me I can see it Your face is glowing I can see it in your eyes I'm happy you know you're having my baby You're the woman I love And I love what it's doing to you You're having my baby You're a woman in love And I love what's going through you The need inside you I see it showing Oh, the seed inside you, baby Yo no.